0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to On Deck with Tony and Ken. My name is Tony. I'm joined with my co-host, Ken. Ken, how are you feeling this week?
1: Yeah, I'm good, man. I'm good, I'm good. It's the first, uh, well, it's the uh, it's the first weekend of Easter break. Happy Easter, mm-hmm. everyone. This is Easter Sunday. Happy Easter. Yeah, man. For the people that uh, do celebrate, for the people that don't celebrate, it's still a good time because uh, we always get the Easter extended weekend break. So we get yeah. the uh, back holiday tomorrow, I believe. Um, yeah. And yeah, yeah, so I'm just chilling out, I'm just enjoying the uh, little bit of sun that we had today.
0: Um mm-hmm. yeah, which is which is quite nice. But besides that, I'm good. How about you, Tom? I've had a bit of a roller coaster day, right? So, um oh, no. I get up pretty late because I had a bit of a rough night last night. Don't know why, just didn't sleep comfortably. Um so I get up eventually, and I think to myself, you know, what? I'm going to go down to Sainsbury's. I'm going to enjoy myself. I waste money on a bus all the way to Sainsbury's just to find out that Sainsbury's closed. Now, Kent, I don't know, right? But is is Sainsbury's normally closed on an Easter bank holiday? Yes, everywhere closes on on Easter. See, I don't don't get this. Why? Easter's not Christmas. I don't know why Easter's trying to bite Christmas's style. Um, I know it's the resurrection and everything, but like... It's a bank holiday.
1: Bank holiday means everything lock off. Everything, no, but um, everything other bank
0: holidays, another bank, like the, we got uh, two May bank holidays coming up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sainsbury's is not closed then.
1: I I, I don't know, man. Um, I because go- I-, I wanted to go to Tesco today. Um, I yeah. googled it and it's like, oh, everything closed. So I didn't even bother to right. leave my house for that. And
0: they got they got a rules like so. Basically, the rules usually works is that um like on a Sunday, a normal Sunday speaking, um most mega stores close and when I mean mega stores I mean the big Sainsbury's the big Tesco's they close at 4 p.m because that's a legal rule anything over a certain size cannot be open past four o'clock on a Sunday that's why you still have places like your corner shop or um the smaller Tesco's express and mm-hmm. uh, Sainsbury's extra is open it's like a size thing right so I'm assuming that's why uh today, Sunday probably being you know double you know, double threat because it's a bank holiday and it's also a Sunday. They're thinking, you know, just just shut it down, shut it all down. I get it, right? But like now, I'm in a situation where I'm hungry. I usually have a smoothie because it it helps me to, you know, obviously keep fill, but not um not snack on too much, right? Yeah. So I go to my my local, local corner place and they're dead. They don't have any fruit, and I think, oh god, I'm a bit buggered, aren't I? Um, I really don't want to order in. But for the past week or so, something in the back of my brain has been going burger, 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 burger. You know you want burger. Get some burgers, boy, and I get burgers, Ken. And um, <laughs> right. I I I regret it. I re I regret everything. Um, not the burger was bad. Uh, not that the chips was bad, but there was some point that I got through half of the burger and a quarter of the chips. And I'm like, I am not enjoying myself right now. I think, I think it's mostly because I've spent a long time, like, you know, ever since Easter uh, and then uh, spent a long time mostly eating clean, right? If I'm eating a bit dirty, it's probably I'm having some, some Japanese. Um, but that burger, boy, it is, it is messing me up. It is messing me up, something fierce. And uh yeah. i'm gonna system, it. gonna take another three or four days right <laughs> i'm gonna be regretting it when that time comes but uh all in all i can't complain i'm in mostly good health mental health um spiritually i feel fantastic it's easter as we say you know i'm 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 religious uh kane are you religious Yes, yes I am Good, good, good You pray to God You're not going to hell No disrespect to any atheists out there But you might just be going to hell Just saying Anyway um, You're trying to start yeah, that phil- philosophical digress. talk quick <laughs> Early Yeah, I no, digress we're, we're uh, But let's get, into, let's get into into the shits, right So the main thing we're going to do today um, We're going to be Just to let you know in advance uh, We're going to be recapping the new episode of Invincible New episode of Falcon Winter Soldier And we are going to be going into a review of of the long-awaited Godzilla versus Kong. Um, Ken, take it away. Let's start off with Invincible.
1: Oh, man, what did happen in Invincible? Remind me how it
0: started again. Okay, so Invincible... I I, I watched everything back-to-back again. Yeah, so Invincible episode four, it leads into, basically, you got... I'm not going to go, like, into a complete breakdown because I think, you know, we can save that for a later date in terms of a full review, but... um, it's, it's focused mostly on Damien Darkblood, uh, who is the demon investigator. And he's already been warned in a previous episode by Cecil Stedman to stop his investigation. Uh, into Just to recap events, so you've got Invincible, the u- new young teen superhero. His dad is Omni-Man. And we know at the beginning of the show that he's killed the their version of the Justice League. Uh, the Guardians of the Globe. And for the most part, he thinks he's slick and he's kept it secret. Uh, There's suspicious eyes everywhere, one of which being Damien Darkblood, this demon that's basically trying to solve enough crimes that he can buy his way out of hell. So Damien Darkblood, being who he is, kind of like a combination of the question, Rorschach and Etrigan, the demon, uh, he does his investigation. He is really close. He already knows who killed the Guardians of the Ghost. He's got enough evidence. It's just that he can't really prove it to anybody and he's pissing off the wrong people. Meanwhile, that's while that's happening, um, you've got <coughs> other things where you've got Mark, uh, who's just kind of... He's trying to deal with his day-to-day. Um, he's, he's, his friendship with Adam Eve, who um, obviously has been recently broken up with her boyfriend, Rex, Uh, She's trying to cope with those emotions, but the main thrust of the story is kind of like uh, Omni-Man, Mark's dad who plays Invincible, is his relationship is kind of shaky with his wife. I seem to be going all over the place, but the the episode kind of goes all over the place. Yeah, but, yeah.
1: Um, uh, I'm remembering quite a bit now. Um, yeah. Uh, well, there's quite, quite a few things happen. I know at the beginning mm. there was it was in ancient Egypt, and they were revealing someone that is yeah. yet to be revealed or known in the actual show.
0: So I that's, didn't think too much be, about that's that. That's not gonna be a big deal. That's not gonna be. That's literally a oh. goof. Okay, that was, that's cool. actually supposed to be a goof. Um, S- so stuff happens. It, yeah they Um, didn't they didn't do a good a a good job of it because in the comic book they do this a lot of it is like kind of like um family guy non sequiturs where it's like oh my god there's going to be a big bad is like no it's not it's like literally something that's happening in the background uh but the actually just uh, just on that note that actually refreshed my memory on uh, one aspect of the film uh of not the film but it's it's weird um to mention this but The show seems to focus on mostly original stuff for the show, stuff that doesn't exist in the comic book. So, like, the whole suspicion about Omni-Man is something that comes a lot later in the comic books. Uh, Not a lot later, but, like, several issues later. And Damien Darkblood is not... Darkblood is not really the one to sniff it out. He's mostly incompetent in the comic books. They seem to have made him more competent in the the show. But the weird thing about it is that 50% of... This episode is focused on this mission to Mars. So Mark's been appointed by Cecil because uh, Omni-Man is still recovering from his injuries from the previous episode. Just
1: before you get on to um, uh, the Martian talk, um, Mm -hmm. I I, I thought it quite interesting how um, just how, uh, what you're saying about the the demon. Mm -hmm. uh, What happens to him towards the end of the episode and how, is it Cecil? Cecil is... Cecil Stedman. Uh, yeah Cecil he's trying to he keeps referring to this throughout the episodes so he's trying to keep everything in the grey and mm-hmm. he knows that if this demon does figure it out or bust the case or reveals it or makes a big deal out of it it yeah. will cause more prob- uh, more problems than actually any good so he's like yeah. alright cool 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 I need you gone so I can deal yeah. with this so the world mm-hmm. doesn't break in half so I thought yeah. that was pretty cool how like they um, made it clear that alright yeah 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 thank you for trying to figure this out you And maybe he was uh, less competent in the comics, but it's Mm. very alluded that like he's getting close to the answer. And Cecil's like, I have none of this because (laughs) I've got enough stuff to deal with right now. So I need you gone so that, you know, Omni-Man is fine for now so we can actually manage the situation without blowing it up. So what, like to take your creed of trying to buy off enough stalls, I'm sending you back, I'm sending you to where you need to go. So I'm not bothered about this. And I thought that was pretty cool.
0: No, it's, it's, it's super cool. Um, but it's, it's one of those ones. So let me get back into the, the main, one of the main crust of the story. So we have the Omni-Man trying to rekindle his relationship with his wife because he's suffering kind of semi-paranoia due to the events of his nefarious nature, like, you know, killing his, his own team, well, not even teammates, but like, uh, co-superheroes of, of the planet. Um, Cecil trying to covertly trying to investigate but meanwhile there's this storyline of Mark being appointed to um help the first man trip to Mars and um the reason why they need the backup is because there's Martians on Mars who would have thought Martians on Mars right um but these people are the people of Martian Man who is uh killed in uh, episode one part of the Guardians of the Globe and there's a reason why he needs to be there which comes ba- uh, comes later whereby when they land they're doing their normal expedition you know trying to you know takes rock samples and stuff like that they get captured while he's there supposed to be protecting them um he makes it into the subterranean lair of the martians uh and he gets a backstory about these uh these kind of invading invading creatures called the seaquids uh or sequids uh depending on how you want to pronounce it uh but it's kind of Starrow. like they're, they're they're pretty much starro they're yeah, like they're um octu- octopi with brains attached to them and uh, the whole background behind them is that they're hive mind but they need a host to control the hive mind without it they're kind of like dumb and there's one thing that they didn't mention in the show which is actually so dope in the um the comic book is that the martians actually use them for slave labor slave sorry slave labor and in the actual book it calls into question or is that okay like these effectively these creatures are kind of mentally deficient and you're using them as slaves uh but it's also the alternative is they are an invading force and given the opportunity, they would enslave the Martians, which by the time that storyline ends, it actually happens. And there's a sub-storyline where one of the Martians actually escapes onto the um, the uh, astronauts shuttle with the astronauts and kind of blends in with them. That's going to be a plot point later in the show if, if they actually choose to follow what happens in the comic books. But um, so those are the two sides of it and essentially basically what happens in the show one thing that stuck up to me is like i actually thought it was a brilliant uh, brilliant episode just to cap that off really enjoyed it good fun uh and it captured the spirit of the comic book but one thing that i didn't really necessarily enjoy but it's the nature of what they've done with the the show is that omni-man is the biggest dick going and he is not smart about keeping his shit hidden I, like mean, he is... I
1: I think this is why, because uh, we were saying this before, I think this is why they revealed what they revealed uh, at the end of episode one. Because yeah. if they didn't reveal that, everyone would be like, all right, obviously it's this guy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so it would have been weird for them to not add that scene because yeah. it's it's very clear. I think they did that to allow for him to be quite dickish and very clear that he is a bit nefarious and he has a bigger plan. Because,
0: yeah, there would be no mystery to the show. I think there would be mystery because I felt like I felt the mystery when I was reading the book. Like, obviously, with the book, other events are happening and the whole mystery of who done it was in the background. And I think the the book is better for it in that regard. Um, but again, it's like I, I get why they're doing it this way, because... A a book's arc is different to a show's arc. Exactly. This first season, I can already tell that the arc is the who done it, right? Problem is, you've already told us as the audience who done it. So the the real reveal, and I already know what the real reveal is going to be, and it's going to be heartbreaking. I'm letting you know now, audience, that's never seen, uh, never read Invincible the comic book, and you're watching the show fresh. The the outcome of this season is going to be bloody heartbreaking. That's all I'm going to say. Um... But yeah, I didn't. I I the approach of him being such a dick, and he's not even subtle with that shit. Like he literally goes up to Dark Blood's uh, um office, and Dark Blood like is not really subtle either, and says like, I, I know you did it. I know you did it. Like you might not have the bloods on your hands, but I know you did it. And what are you gonna do? I'm a demon. The worst place for me to go is hell. What are you gonna do to me? Kill me? Okay, cool. I'll just go back to hell and come back right back up. I'm gonna just prove that you did it. And he's just kind of like, I did like the line of when he stepped out of the office, and when Dark Blood says like, "I'm gonna," I think he says, "I'm gonna prove that you did it." And as um, Omni Man, and the whole time Omni Man's there, he's not even stepping on the floor; he's just floating. And I'm, I'm guessing is that he didn't want to leave evidence of his presence there, just to mm, not maybe. make himself leave. Yeah, so he's floating there, and as he's floating his way out of the door. He literally just turns and says, go fuck yourself up, blood. And I just, I just, <laughs> honestly, the delivery of it was perfect. Like J.K. Yeah. Simmons is one of the baddest of the bad, whether it comes to live action acting or voice acting. He is the baddest of the bad. Um, I just don't really appreciate the approach of the dickish, overly dickish, not, not subtle dickish Omni-Man. Anyway, that's my piece on that.
1: Yeah, I think they're trying to make us not like him. Like so, we we've seen the nefarious things that he's done. We know what he's about. It's like, oh, it's his true colors, and now it's coming out even more. And we see quite a bit of the stickishness when they mm-hmm. were in Paris, where he was yeah. like, all right, cool, promise me, prom-. and then he was like, oh, but but sort out the the thing behind you. It's like I'm on my day off. It's <laughs> like, yeah. yo, you're the strongest man in the world, and you're just yeah. like paring off a monster dragon that's behind you that obviously got resolved uh, yeah. by fighter jets and everything. But it, it kind of added to like, oh, yo, this guy. <laughs> we're kind of happy he's kind of on our side and then he's right. only showing a little bit of him being a bit of a an idiot or, or, or not really on our side So it, something was a bit nefarious about that interaction with his wife in Paris I was like oh okay <laughs> man I'm yeah. not trying to piss him off um, but no a very very good episode um, I, I really like where it's going um, mm-hmm. I, I, I really like the interaction with Mark on on, on Mars because yeah. he kind of nodded off a little bit Looked away, and then he got captured, and then he had to do a little, uh, a breakout, <laughs> kind of similar to like Rick and Morty when they're just running around, just like, oh, what am yeah. I gonna do? And then we just like last minute. But then I was never worried for him. Um, yeah. I was more worried about the spacemen because if their spacecraft uh, got destroyed or anything of yeah. that nature, then they can't get back. So yeah, this guy can hold so his breath and make his
0: there's way. There's one thing about the scene, uh, the scene where he enters the subterranean layer of the the martians right mm. he he gets attached by the one of the sequids or several of the sequids and the approach that they took on that was very much like him being kind of squeezed out of, of at first he's kind of terrified it's like oh they're attacking me ah get them off get them off then like he's like oh god they're disgusting i like in the comic book because the way they handle it is that he gets attached to it and at first he's like freaked out then he realized like nothing's happening because the things can't penetrate his vulture hard skin. Right. And he just kind of pulls it off. Like he's pulling off gum from the bottom of the shoe. And I feel like it's far more, it's far more comical in the, uh, the book than the, the way they approached it in the show. But that's, that's a small nitpick. Um, I guess that's the thing, right? With, with animation, you think there's no real limits, but you have to draw those key key frames right you know then you expand upon that whereas mm. with um with a comic book it's like you kind of have that still moment and you can kind of you can fill in the blanks with dialogue you know and the imagination can take you wherever you want so there is limitations in animation and it's cost it's time and it's uh it's also efficiency you know
1: yeah so some things don't land uh in comics and some things don't land in live action or animation yeah and and I think um, jokes like that definitely land much more nicer in, in comics because you tend yeah. to not zip through the dialogue. You tend to read it and you linger on the panel and you yeah. can kind of deep it. Whereas um, whether it's a book or a TV show, or whatever, like yeah. th- things are made for those mediums and sometimes they don't translate as well. So they have to do a bit of a Maybe. more heavy lifting Maybe. for it. They probably no, tested no. it
0: and thought like, this is not that funny on screen. And yeah. they went with something else. But what they went with didn't really give me the the hooks. So, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah.
1: If anything, it, I, I like that he wasn't just like omnipresent like his dad, and just be like, "Oh, mm-hmm. this is nothing." I, I love yeah. that he was still getting freaked out by stuff, uh, yeah. even though he is literally uh, well, not invincible, but he, he, he's pretty tough. Yeah, uh, so I liked on, it. I liked it. On the whole, how did you feel about the episode? Um, it's 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 the problem with good shows. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh, it's done." Yeah, oh. <laughs> I want to see more I want to see what happens I want to see where the story goes yeah. um, and so it was a very like oh okay cool I yeah. guess another week then <laughs> but yeah, uh, they're killing yeah, us that, with that's this how weekly felt. shit man they're killing us uh, with this stuff do you know what stuff. I, I do enjoy the weekly stuff um, the reason why I enjoy the weekly stuff is because it makes me appreciate it a bit more I might uh, catch yeah. it again I'd have to feel the need to binge through it and yeah. also I think I've got a new show on each day of the week Mm-hmm. So it it's not so bad. Um we have yeah. a lot of things happening on Friday. I think Invincible comes out on Friday, right? Yes, wrong. Fr- um Damn. Friday. I believe things, it's Friday. Yeah, a lot of things happen on Friday because we got yeah. Invincible on Friday. We've got uh Falcon and the Winter Soldier on Friday. We've got yes. um oh no, um anime Dr. Stone is now done for the uh done, done for a season, so it's not mm-hmm. Not showing up on Fridays anymore, uh, yeah. but I think I've got enough things on different days. When Superman and Lotus drop, what day of the week is that? They
0: they on they on a break at the moment. Usually wow. it's Wednesdays, I believe. Okay, cool. Yeah. So oh,
1: there's there's always something. Obviously the mm. highlight stuff is on Fridays, uh, yes. and then I've got uh, Attack on Titan on Sunday. But you know, yeah, there, there seems to be something on a weekly basis. Um, gone mm. are the days where I'm binging multiple multiple episodes of stuff at a time. Mm. Um, yeah. Only because of time and, and work, so I just like that there's something new every single day of the week that I can stick my uh, that I can get my my teeth into, man. Like, yeah. Um, but having this back to back is is um is a bit painful. <laughs> I mm. just have to make sure I'm distracted by something else, which I do find what? myself getting distracted by. Right. Uh, and the other thing
0: that we uh are distracted by is that if I can end up Winter Soldier, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's sure. That show, that yeah. show. It's um, do you wanna do you wanna break down the episode? Um,
1: yeah. So where did we start with this episode? We, we um, a lot of things happen in this episode. We get a yeah. deeper understanding about uh, a, co- a combination of different things. We mm-hmm. learn a bit more about the flags uh, smashers, um, yes, and what they're and what they're doing and how yeah. they go about things. We learn a bit more about uh, Bucky and um, and Sam. And then yeah. how they interact with two new characters, or well, not necessarily new, but uh two characters that are now properly introduced, which mm-hmm. is
0: uh Sharon Carter and yes. the Baron Zemo. Yeah. Uh, oh, they actually went for it as well. They called him yep. the Baron. I didn't yep. think they were gonna yep. go for that. Like yep. even when the Winter Soldier is like, Oh, he's a different origin, he's just a soldier, uh, and he's called Zemo. And in this one you learn So let's let's go back to the beginning, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. So at the end of episode three, uh, we learn that the team needs to gain more information. The only way they're going to gain that information is to approach the man that knows everything about super. So one of the few people that still know about the super soldier serum, right? Yeah. And yeah. the reason why this person who is Zemo that knows about it is that in uh, Captain America's civil war, who he is the villain, he spends his whole life trying to figure out the superheroes and the most important, uh, Aspects of them to kind of infiltrate their kind of their their, their their mind space, mess with them, get them off balance, and to do that he uses Bucky because Bucky is so he's out in the fringes, he's unstable. He finds the 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 reports about the Super Soldier Serum, uh, how uh, Bucky was taken by Hydra and programmed, and he gets the programming codes. And even when they go to meet Zemo in prison, so Zemo's locked up because of his crimes in Captain America Civil War uh he tries to use the code words again and yeah, i'm assuming that we're <laughs> led, yeah i'm assuming that we're led to yeah. believe that uh bucky was cured uh in wakanda by uh by uh, Cap- uh black panther and shuri yeah. um so the the code words don't work but he says hey the only way you're going to be able to get the information is not through me i don't have all of it we need to go to madripoor and i love the fact that they use Madripoor. If you're a comic book fan out there, especially a Wolverine fan, you'll be familiar with M- Madripoor. That's a place that he spends a lot of time with. It's like, it's the hub of criminal activity that yeah, is like, yeah. almost like international it was really nice
1: criminal to see activity. It. It, was, it was dope to see it. Bro, they, they, the way they designed the place was was, yeah. was beautiful. It looked like a picture. I was like, wow, yeah. they they put a lot of effort into making this Seedy place Looked really really nice um, Remind and, me and of it was, Hong Kong Yeah 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 Very very uh, busy uh, Very yeah. very busy on the eyes But still very colourful mm-hmm. Now with Zemo um, I, I, I In a different instance He's He could be a hero To a lot of people Because He um, he, he saw it as Even using real world examples He saw superhero uh, Superheroes Or the super soldier serum As like nukes and he mm-hmm. was literally trying to uh um dismantle uh, the nukes. Dismantle the nukes. And that and he doesn't and that's something that you get from this episode where he sticks to his morals, like, yo, I'm helping you, but boy, the minute I have to see the opportunity to get rid of the super soldier serums or super soldiers that could potentially create more, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm gonna take it and I'm just gonna stick to that. And you yeah. see that through this episode because they keep how reminding, it- like, yeah, yeah, Zemo, Zemo's uh Zemo's how- about his morals. How-
0: How does he say it as well? Because he paints it in the ways like, it doesn't do me a favor to have all of these super soldiers running around. Like, I want to get rid of them as much as you do. So, like, if you don't trust me, that's fine. But guess what? If you use me, I'm getting the job done because you know I can do it.
1: And you see that. You see that really, really nicely. um, And when they come across the scientists that found a way to reverse engineer from our uh, good old black friend's blood uh, yeah. to, um, to, to find a way to stabilise Super Soul's serum because if we find in this episode the reason why not everyone that took the serum got buff and big like Captain America is because he refined the serum to be a lot more um, Sustle, stable as he said exactly and now yeah. they don't look like hulks um, smashing mm-hmm. things up. Um, and Zemo, he took it upon himself. He's like, all right, cool. We're questioning you, questioning you. Like, are there any more uh, serums knocking around? No, the flag sm- the smashes, stole all of them. And then the uh, the broker is going to look for them. This, 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 mm-hmm. this. And Zemo's like, I swear. And you're the yeah. only person who knows this information. Click, click, mm-hmm. bow, bow, bow. And he just put him yeah. to the floor, man. I was like, yeah. rah. Yeah, but, but he, he, said, he said what he said. He said this he's, is what he was going to do.
0: He said you know, what he said like, when he said
1: what he said. He said what he said, what he said, what he said, man. And I was just, raw. I have nothing but respect, but you know, you're know you not yeah. helping no. <laughs> um, the our no. current situation because that guy could have known more information, but because Clearly. he was the main scientist for um, creating the super soldier serum or re- uh, reverse engineering, yeah. just how it was like um, in Captain America, the first Avenger, how mm-hmm. they had um, these scientists get gunned down by mm-hmm. a a nazi they now have <laughs> uh this scientist being gunned down by uh, uh the baron zemo uh yes. to kill him to 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 keep the secrets real uh well yeah. hidden now, now to just to touch on the whole baron thing before we move on mate it was such a flex when yeah. he was like oh by the way i'm royalty before uh uh, Lat- uh what's, what is it
0: uh, um so oh, before the country. events of Age of Ultron, where Sokovia yeah. got a Sokovia, whole island drop on them, he was, he was a rich and powerful baron. Obviously, yeah. Sokovia went to crap. Other neighboring countries exploited that. And he's still, he still, like, flexing out there. He's got a private jet. He's got, he's got the whole nine yards. He's got a butler that's close to dead, but somehow well, still alive he, and he still Batman serving thing.
1: him. You noticed that? He did a Batman yeah. thing where he was like, I know I've got money. Well, mm-hmm. F the money. I'm about my mission, <laughs> right? Right. That's but what he do you did. know. What it yeah. does
0: explain. So I've, I've, a lot of people have mentioned this, right? As in terms of a plot hole with Captain America: Civil War, how Zemo was able to orchestrate all of this stuff, right? This does retroactively explain. How he was able to orchestrate the events of Civil War, he's got stupid money. And guess what? When you're in comic books, you either have super, uh, Superman powers or you have Batman powers, which is extreme privilege, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and he would definitely uh,
1: use that superpower throughout his entire place, right? Um, with extreme even privilege, the way he would show everything. His, his cars, man. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But and he did yeah. the most, man. He did the most. It's like, oh, yeah. we're stealing cars no, these are all mine. <laughs> and yeah. he's just like, all right,
0: just choose one. Uh, and he just rolled with it. So yeah, you, I'm, I really like it. Do you know huh? what I really liked about this episode? I think yeah. this is one of those uh, episodes that brought a little bit more, because like, the, the show for the most part has got moments of fun, especially with Bucky and Sam, right? Mostly on Sam's side, uh, but like the fun that came with Zima where he doesn't really give a F. He doesn't. He's just kind of like, you already got me in prison. I'm probably going to be there for the rest of my life. You managed to get me out. Even if it's a day pass, I, I'm going to make the most out of this. I'm not going to run because where do I really have to run to? Um, but he's like, he's there. There's a scene where they're in uh, Sharon Carter's place. So Sharon Carter, you meet up with her. She is in Majapur, She's basically been on the run ever since the events of Civil War and she can't go back home because she's an enemy of the state. So she's been capitalising on that. She's probably done a few nefarious things. What? We don't know. The only thing we know, she's stolen some shit. Um, But she's living the good life up in Majapur. Sam offers her a way back. She's reticent, but she eventually agrees, right? But there's a moment where, like, they have a party, and Zemo's just living. He's just flexing. He's popping the moves. He's got the moves like Jagger. (laughs) And he's just there, just bubbling, bubbling, bubbling. It's like, yo this guy's on some some crazy shit right now. Like, nah, this is the same having, guy that was, himself. like, deadly serious about murking all of the Avengers, right? Because of the death of his family. And I think he's literally lost the plot to the point that, like, I don't really care. Like, the only thing I really got going for me is getting rid of all of you lot spandex wearing fools. I couldn't do that before, but you lot have let me out, so be careful i got a question for you, Ken. Yeah. Do you think by the end of this series, Zemo gets the serum? That Zemo gets the serum? Because it's a thing in the comic books, right? Zemo eventually gets a version of a Super Soldier serum. It's not called... I think it's called the... Because um, I think it's closer to Nick Fury serum. So in the in the comic book, Nick Fury right. gets um, a serum called... I think it's like... it's either ever called the Legacy serum or something like that? Yeah, it's not quite... Age yeah it doesn't age he's more resilient than most humans he's not captain america level but like this guy has been around since world war ii obviously nick fury in the mcu is different to og white fury um but i wonder you you can argue that this super soldier series is not quite the same as caps one it's derived from um isaiah isaiah's blood so yeah the yeah, I don't, I don't is, think I don't think he'll get it. I don't think he'll get you it. You don't think? Because um, he, does it will, it be, yeah, he does get in the comic books. Yeah, mm. he does get it in the comic books. And he does jump a, between being a villain, a villain, superhero villain, superhero. Sometimes he even comes back yeah. as a completely different superhero just to hide the fact that it's still Zemo. You don't yeah, think he does yeah. it kind of like as a... I feel like he might do it and say, like, this is how I can p- compete with you. I thought before I could only compete with well my mind. I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see if they do
1: uh, do it if if mm. if they do it'll be a nice way to be like okay cool you are now what you hate yes Deal with that. that that would be and so that that'll be a great story to explore or yeah. a, a great few scenes to explore on how it will cripple his mind or if it does or maybe he will just uh g- get angry so maybe it won't be of his own accord maybe someone else forced him to do it or he mm. might force it to himself to save the day or whatever I yeah. don't know but regardless if they do it. That would be a great way to see the um uh, the mental strain that will have yeah. on him because he he hates it. He killed that guy in cold blood um, for well knowing that he doesn't want these people around, knocking around. Yeah. May I, I see him coming for Isaiah to uh, to to be honest because yeah. Do you know what's like? you know interesting about come, that?
0: Do you know what's yeah. interesting that, that I can literally imagine it going this way, right? So it's like last few epi- uh, the last two episodes, or something like that. He takes the serum because, like, he he feels like he needs to complete. He doesn't want to go back to prison. He wants to c- complete his mission of getting rid of all the power people. So he takes it, and maybe Sam makes the points like, "Hey, don't you hate, you know, these super soldiers out here? Why would you do that?" And he said like, "My, I'm gonna use this to take 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 out all <coughs> of you guys, and once I'm done, I will make sure that there's no more power people, and that's including myself. I can imagine going like that." almost that would be
1: that would be a nice way to go out actually yeah like (laughs) almost
0: like it with hellboy right hellboy like in um, one of the few unfortunate things about the reboot but they actually touch more of it in in the original series is that um one of the 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 creatures asks hellboy like once you're done killing and imprisoning all of these monsters and you realize there's still one left what are you going to do now and obviously, Hellboy stays quiet. I can imagine Zemo saying, "Like it's so like, trust me, I will get rid of all power people, including myself." I I think he flexes like that.
1: I mean, that'd be cool because he was yeah. ready to die. You remember at the end of uh, the film? Oh, he was going to um,
0: pop a cap he, in his ass, not literally his yeah, ass,
1: but yeah. Because um, he was like, "Yeah, I've completed my mission. Uh, kill me, Black Panther." Um, yeah, you know what I mean. Uh, what?
0: So. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see where his mind is going to be by the end of the series. I'm excited for that, but I'm also more excited with the events that happen right at the end of the episode. Ken, what oh, happens at the that, end of the episode? Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: Let, no, 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 let's, let's, there's still a couple of things, my, my guy. Okay. Talk to me. Um, talk but, to, me, talk but, to but, me. But yeah, yeah. No, no, that the thing happened at the end, but we'll save for the last. Mm. Um, now, I don't know if you noticed, but Sharon Carter
0: is a cold-blooded killer. <laughs> I, I appreciate that, though, because you Mate. know what? If this was any other Marvel show, like, on TV, they'll be pulling the punches, right? They'll be like, oh, they, somebody they might, might get no killed. Obviously. I think it's like, this is the first time I said, like, they. she's a spy. She's worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. Of well, course yeah. she's going to kill people. When,
1: yeah, and when we see it, it 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 first jarred me a bit i was like oh she she didn't hesitate or nothing no. um because like you said she's worked for shield she's been trained and now she's out here living life you know selling yeah. uh real art or stolen art uh for to dealers like oh wait here party while i sort out my 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 uh, what makes me money mm-hmm. and the scene where they are interrogating these scientists in the uh in the containers, the shipping containers, yeah. And she's like, Guys, you need to move because every bounty is coming after you. Yeah. Um, and the way she dispatches people cold blooded like with her knife, with her gun, with her almost as a kick that everyone does from uh, yeah. from Black Widow. Um, yeah. she 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 doesn't wait, she just kills everything. I, I appreciate that so and much, and that was nice. Like, when you think about it, she's been through so much anyway, and she doesn't get to live in the place that she lives by being mm-hmm. nice. Like she, yeah. she, she bodies people, um, and I can imagine that is the common uh, interaction with people. Yeah. That if you're not, then if you're not ready to fight or for for your life, then yeah, well you're gonna die. And so she does that in spades or she shows her confidence being in this arena and shows why she has earned her position being in this seedy underground because she doesn't hold any punches or any triggers. She just offs everyone
0: that she comes across. I'm just happy that that they gave her stuff to do. I, because I remember in, um, come to the America, uh, winter soldier. She, you kind of see her just like pull out a gun. Then nothing. Then in Civil War, you help, you see her help out Cap. Then nothing. And this is the first time Sharon Carter has been Sharon Carter in the, from the comic books. Like, Sharon Carter in the comic book mm. is legit a badass. Like, no question of the lie. Even there's a time where she gets transported to another dimension, ages, like, a lot. I'm talking about all the way to, like, near middle age, 40s, 50s. Comes back and she's still a badass. Um... So I appreciate the show for, for, for doing that. And um, it vindicates it in the a, in a sense that the show is a better platform for storytelling. It's just, it's, with, with Wonder uh, uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, it's proved it. Like the shows are just better for storytelling. You care a bit more and you get excited a bit more when you see. I've been saying the, this. It's just, it's just brilliant. But Ken, t- talk to us about, that the end of the, oh, the ending yeah oh the ending well
1: yeah. um I had to watch it again just to make sure I wasn't going crazy about yeah. what I noticed as well and um, because when it first happened I was like oh, it's a surprise. But mm-hmm. there was lovely cues que- for it if you had to yeah. go back and pay attention. And the cues was in the music. You first right. had the ominous music of like, oh, what's going on? You saw this mm-hmm. little trail that Bucky's following, like, oh, where are these little beads coming from? And mm-hmm. I'm like, in, the first time I was watching, I was like, beads? Where, where's this guy? Like, where's his little devices? How did he notice it? Because obviously, yeah. he's the white wolf. Obviously, he notices it. And so he's tracking it back, tracking it back. And all you hear is the drums kicking. And then you yeah. see a member from the, uh, the um. Dora Malaje, uh, Dora Malaje, and they were like, she was my like, yo, <laughs> man's here for Zemo, <laughs> yeah, free up, free up the guy, and I was like, yeah. no way, obviously, because yeah. they, they were peppering it through the episode, like, you know, um, he's the one that killed uh, uh Tachaka, right? You know mm-hmm. who's the one that killed mm-hmm. Tachaka, right? Oh, you know who's yep. the one that killed Tachaka, right? They literally yeah. said it, like, I think three times throughout
0: the episode that yeah. it was like, yeah, obviously, obviously, that's, that's so what when, we call in the biz. Foreshadowing, foreshadowing. They,
1: it, it was beautifully placed. So now we we see her and we're like, I'm hype because I'm like, obviously. Why didn't I think yes. about this before? Obviously, to collect because uh, Black Panther Chadwick Boseman he um allowed him to be captured because he would have off them right there or he would have snatched them and taken them to Wakanda and no one would be mm-hmm. able to say anything. Mm-hmm. But um, they he allowed them to be prosecuted uh by the rest of the world and not Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And now that he's escaped, is like, all right, cool. It's it's a uh, it's free reign. Like it's it's like a second chance. So obviously they've been monitoring this guy as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so they finally caught up uh with him, and now it's kind of like a stalemate type thing. Because like, okay, what they're going to do? Because they still have their mission, and they still need Zemo to help them figure out some stuff. But at the same yeah. time, does that mean they have to? Are they going to strike up a deal with Wakanda to be like, all right, let's let's just um, like like. Get, get, like I know you're tracking him G- give us a couple of weeks give us a couple of weeks of him so we can resolve this thing so that we can um, we can give him up to you right and maybe strike up some unwritten deal between Bucky and Wakanda without telling Sam which can cause yeah. conflict later on I don't yeah. know because I do not see a situation where uh, Wakanda won't des- descend upon uh, the building and just snatch him from Sam and and Bucky and they could and they will if they if they have to Honestly, so there has to be a reason for them to back off. And I think that might be one way that they could do it.
0: I think it's mostly because the Dora Milaje are so badass, they don't need the whole of Wakanda. Like, case in point, right, remember in the beginning of Black Panther, when he goes to see his brother, it's only two Dora, Dora's with the king. They don't need yeah. a whole force. Like, the Doras get it done. It's just as one of those ones, it's like, do you really want to escalate? Do you really yeah, yeah, want yeah. to? I get that but you've got a super soldier
1: and a guy with wings yeah. that has been, no, that, that is pretty tough. So yeah.
0: maybe they might spare three, you know, <laughs> it won't, I, I, won't
1: be 10, honestly, you know, but, but they,
0: they might spare three. That chick has been badass and no disrespect there, but like she's looked badass since civil war. Like people moved. forget, right. Ruby, Ruby she, she was, oh yeah, she was the first Dora we was exposed uh, to. Right. And she, the way she handles um, Black Widow, and Black Widow could say, style it. There's no back talk right there. It's like, move or you will be moved. And I believed that. I believed it without a doubt in my mind that that woman would move. It's like, case in point, the Wait, Doras fought alongside did you, did you, the Avengers. In Well, do you know why? Endgame.
1: Do you know why people enjoyed it the most? Do you know why people enjoyed it? <laughs> because every every Black mum has said that at least once or twice oh, in you people's lives. <laughs> like, you ah, know. Woof. Oh, you will be moved. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so everyone was like, "Hey," I felt that. I got flashbacks. So it, it was it was well placed. And it's one of those ones. It, there's no room for interpretation with a line like that. There's like there's no misunderstanding. There's no like um, what, what do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean? Like, you are here right what, what now.
1: You You're gonna be about ten meters in that direction in a second. I make like, no so, and words.
0: I hope it's not like. Next episode is just a conversation. I want her to get down and busy. I want her to get that ass. I want her to you like, really,
1: honestly. You already know what ain't going to happen, man, because it'll break the flow of the show. You,
0: you think? Because like, it's right but then, there. It's, what do I know?
1: Like, what do I know? She could know.
0: be like walking to the apartment, like, and Bucky tries to stop her. And he's like, pow, and she's like, pow, 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 don't, do not touch me or you will be touched. Well, the the thing about that is, if they wanted to do it, they would have done it. And I'm yeah. not
1: saying because of story continu- uh, continuity, or whatever. Like mm-hmm. they they don't mess the way yeah. they ru- rupted into uh, in Jobu's house at the beginning of Black Panther. Yeah. They don't mess. They can just do with it right there. So Jobu. they 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 led Bucky outside or mm-hmm. around the corner because clearly they want to talk and they want to. Yeah. I think they want to broker a deal or something like yo, like White Wolf. We're boys, isn't it? So mm-hmm. this is your chance. <laughs> yeah, it's your only chance. Step away. We're taking him type thing. I'm excited. I'm excited. Like they want to do with Claw. Because remember what they they want to do with Claw and just Mm -hmm. capture him and then bring him back to trial at Wakanda. But um, obviously Black Panther messed that up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, I I can imagine because of those times in the past, they don't want to make a mistake. So they don't want to reveal their hand too tough. And when they do, they're just going to do this uh, SEAL Team 6 type thing, (laughs) Wakanda version, and just collect him. But Bruv. I think they're going to de-escalate the situation and be like, yo, all right, cool. You can have them for a week. Mm-hmm. Only a week. And then we're sending troops. We're sending yeah. all the ladies.
0: Yeah. No, it's it's interesting. I, uh, let me ask you one thing, though. What was your highlight of this episode? Because I definitely got mine. What was your highlight?
1: What was my highlight of the show? Um, There was quite a few highlights, Um, like him donning the mask and feeling like at the top of the containers and just like raining hellfire on the bounty hunters. Yeah, Uh, that was pretty cool. Uh, The ending was 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 like up there. It's like top two, man. Mm -hmm. Um, What was the highlight? My highlight, I guess the major thing is the continued banter between Bucky and Sam. Yeah. (laughs) Like um, and him like, you ain't going to move the chair forward, are you? And he, yeah. and he didn't. That um, was a throwback.
0: Yeah, I, that was a throwback yeah, yeah, to major uh, throwback. Civil War when uh, Sam remo- <laughs> refused to move the chair. It's like no. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I think the continued um, banter and the continued uh, love hate relationship yeah. to the point where they're almost kissing. Right? Like <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how that's how good the relationship is between the two. Um, yeah. Like. So yeah, I, I think that's that. That's that's it for me. Like just a continued good character development
0: of our two main characters. Mm-hmm. I got two. Um, one is with John Walker, aka uh, Fake America. Um, that guy, you can slowly see like he is not completely with it. He's got control issues. He wants to be the top dog so bad, and any any opportunity to undermine him, he's not gonna have it. And you see him have a bit of a. And out, yeah. it's the boots um, that
1: he's trying to fill. That's why it is. Yeah, the boots that he's trying to fill are very cute, and you can see it waiting in him. People telling him, Well, you're a fake Captain America. That's that's not what he wants to hear. That hurts yeah. his heart because he's trying his best, he's genuinely trying. Mm-hmm. And for people to disregard him as an official cap, it, it pains him because he's trying his best. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so yeah, I kind of feel for him. The second one is when Bucky straight up said, Let's like, I'm gonna go in, I'm gonna kick that guy's ass, and I'm gonna take the shield. That's it. Like he doesn't deserve to have it. I'm going to take it yeah. off him. That one, it was like, yeah. Like, I, I'm shocked they took him so long to say it. The third one was the interaction between Bucky and Zemo was perfect. Even down to when they're in Madripoor. And just to kind of sell the lie a bit more, because there's a scene in it where they have to lie to break into this, not break in, but infiltrate this kind of gang hideout to meet uh, an underling of the Power Broker. We don't know who the Power Broker is. My suspicion that it might be Viper, but since Viper's like a a mutant universe character, it might not be her um but they need to meet the 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 power broker and they they pretend right Zemo pretends that he's still got power over um over uh, Bucky, and Bucky just goes with it and proceeds to kick the living shit out of the hole of that bar. I'm talking about just just laying people down. Like, it's one of those ones, yeah. I heard criticisms that like, wait, how come Bucky got handled in the first episode with the Flag Smashers, right? And I'm kind of the mind, it's like, well, bear in mind, they are super su- soldiers, right? And it's- Right, <laughs> I was going to say. You know? <laughs> what kind of question was that? But I think it's also the fact that he doesn't really want to go back to a violent life. It's, 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 he's done so much violent. Like, to think about it this way, right? Pe- people forget that every single day he's had since you know falling off that cliff in captain america and being frozen like he only wakes up to kill people it's not like when they they, they activated him go uh, off of um of ice he's like able to go to the shop maybe catch a movies, you know maybe catch a football or something like that no you wake up you kill somebody you're back on ice so like for for him it's like, it might not be as many years, right? It's like he was 70, 70 80, 90 years on the ice in, in and out, right? But that could have been literally maybe 70, 90 days for him. But every single yeah, one give, of give those days- give or take days, the, amount, the amount of missions. Right, give or take the amount of missions, right? And the time between the missions. And mm. every time is just, it's just murdering people. And what, what can you do about that? the idea of him being completely okay when your whole life is just murder, everyday murder, and you're free of that, I, I wouldn't be surprised that you d- you don't want to fight.
1: Yeah, w- and you see it in his face as well, because yeah. it was like, all right, cool. And and I think the f- the facial expression that he makes was because it came back to him so easily because mm-hmm. he was putting hands on them and he saw it in his face like, oh man, it's too easy. Like this is something that came so natural to him and he didn't want to be that kind of person, but he had to be. And it
0: was just so seamless. Dude, him, he was putting hands, back into he was putting elbows, he was putting knees, he was he was he was putting all kinds of digits up in those up, up yeah. in those guys. But uh yeah. all in all another great episode. Um we got two left and I'm really sad about that. Really, really two sad. Two left. Oh, it's five it's, episodes. It's only it's only wait that episode that just Wait, came out as episode what? four. Oh my god what yeah it's only six episodes
1: Ah, <laughs> oh, you geez. don't
0: you don't think like disney's gonna give us like too much content you think
1: come on no come on. no because the, the amount of money that they're spending on these projects is like
0: yeah they it's can't crazy be it's crazy and there's no guarantee out. that we're gonna get a season two of this
1: well no i don't see them doing a season two of it anyway yeah but if they do cool I'm um, up for it. I'm up for it. Like, well, definitely. I I think what they're doing, cause I always like, um, compared it to comics because mm. comics, they've, they've always done things like this. They've always brought the comics uh, to real life, but more so about the stories, but in the actual structure, because you've got the main books and then you've got the, um, combined books and then you've got the one shots and then you've got the mini series. And, uh, and I'm just going to talk completely about comics and that's exactly what they're doing. Remember when they did the, uh, one shots think they did quite a few of them. Mm-hmm. Um, where even the one in prison with um, uh, uh, the hammer guy, um, you had the one shot of Colson getting in the uh, stopping those two robbers inside the convenience store. Yeah, you know there there was there's a lot of one shots that are knocking around, and you get mm-hmm. a lot of those one shot comic books as well. And yeah. then you got the mini series, which is like just a few comic books, like three or four, uh, just to tie over a small a mini story, and that's exactly what we're seeing right now. Yeah, um, and the films kind of. Prop up like the mainline uh, comics, and so I'm trying to think whatever, and and it works so well with TV because it ties people over until the big, uh, film events where people are still getting paid with these mini projects, and they're most likely going to be in other projects. So instead of mm. it just being season two, Wonder Vision, season two, yeah. uh, Falcon and Soldier, it will be a new season one of another series that might include the same characters that we have seen. Yeah. Um. Also with the film, the films as well coming out. So yeah, I sh- I think it's a really really nice structure that they have um and it's paying off for them.
0: Yeah. Exciting uh, well. times ahead. It's, it's, it's definitely exciting times ahead. We've got loads to look out for. We've got Miss Marvel coming out at some point. Uh we got uh She-Hulk if that doesn't um you know, it, hopefully it makes it for production. Um I don't see Disney flopping on that. We got Moon a uh, Moon Knight which I'm definitely excited for. Uh yeah. And I really I'm- hope we get a um we get a young Avengers because obviously you got you got Miss Marvel, you've got You've got um, too much right now. Come on, you got, got Hawkeye too much. Yeah. You got the female Hawkeye and the Hawkeye show. Um uh, and you got, got obviously pa- you got Patriot. You got Patriot, which I think we're we're gonna have to see how the rest of Bucky uh sorry um Falcon and the Winter Soldier goes if they do yeah. Follow through. Well, on he that. exists at least. He exists. He exists, and I really hope S- they use him. Uh, and I hope yeah. they streamline his storyline because it's very convoluted of how he yep. becomes a super soldier in the comic books. But uh, yeah. let it, let's and all of that. Let's uh, move on into the main pie of the show, and that is our review of Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, Ken, I have thoughts on this film, but I think. You are a person that paid way more attention to this film than I did. <laughs> I um, think I did. I
1: think I paid too too much attention.
0: I want you to take uh, it away with the review. So, uh, base- give us a, a a premise of what happens in this film. Very simple one. Okay.
1: Well, it, it's it's um. Well, well, do I'll talk a little bit about the film and uh, give my review as well. Um, first of all, because when we saw Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, we was trying to think what is the reason for these two to actually end up fighting, um, and we realized it's just a simple reason. Um, they can sense each other as apex predators, and there there has to be one, or there must be one, like Highlander. Um, so they must fight. So they fight for fight for fighting's sake. It, there, there is no uh, um, nefarious reasons, not mind control or anything. It's because mm. they uh, Godzilla can detect Kong as like oh, okay, we've got. And that's how Godzilla's acted in all the previous films. Yeah. He always senses monsters or these creatures that are causing havoc on the earth. Oh, they may or may not be causing ha- havoc on the earth. He takes it upon himself to be like, all right, cool. I am looking to wipe out anything that, um, is getting too big for their boots. I'm the sole protector. Kind of like icon, funny enough. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, sorry. Uh, no, so kind of like o- Omni-Man. Yeah. Um, But yeah, no, uh, that that was the premise of why they'll fight. Um, So we're introduced to a series of different characters. We've got, obviously, the monsters. Uh, We've got Bernie. Uh, We've got Millie Bobby Brown, an ad character, and her best friend or her friend called Josh. Uh, We've got Eileen Andrews, who's a scientist that's taking care of the deaf little girl called Jaya. And we have uh, Walter Simmons and his daughter maya simmons and a finally the dr lind who's the person that um leads the expedition so we have eileen uh, jaya maya and dr lind go on a mission to uh, they call it the hollow earth so this prehistoric place where all these sons come from um to get uh, to get something to help with a project, I don't want to get too much into the spoilers. So that's the main mission, and along the way, there are some conflicts with monsters, as you would expect. They need Kong to help lead them to this Hollow Earth, so that they can get something to help with a project that we don't know of. Um, and it's exactly what you expect, right? So uh, we have another set of characters, like I mentioned, we've got Millie, Bobby Brown, Bernie, Josh, are the conspiracy hunters in this film and they chase for the truth of what uh, is shady about this company owned by walter uh, simmons and it was just them i I feel like we were the people like uh, following them uh, just so we can catch up to know exactly what's going on in the background because without Mm -hmm. those scenes we wouldn't really know what's happening with the apex uh, uh company so and like i said it's exactly what you know is exactly what you expect. How yeah. else could they get into a fight? You know there was amazing fight scenes. Um, the music, the theme of the music, I loved how they retrofitted the old school theme of uh, Godzilla into a nice orchestral, very deep, um, uh, baseline. Um, yeah. and anytime Godzilla came up or anytime there was a fight, it was it was, it was just nice to hear. It was actually yeah. really really uh, nice music. So you know that that's me not giving up too much, and that's just a common premise. Well, actually. Uh, whether I like the film, I mean, I I knew going in it wasn't going to be the deepest, most inspirational character arc of anything, and that's what we always see of these um monster films. Like we, we see it with um, always oh, see it less with oh what's what's that one? Uh, Pacific Room We see it less yeah. with Pacific Room There is more is more character driven. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it comes to that one with uh with Jurassic Park, actually Jurassic Park was great. Um, and I will say this about. Mm-hmm. Some of these monster films, right? Jurassic Park was good because the it was focusing on the fear and the characters or of of the humans, and the monsters had no personality except kill, eat, like some of those basic uh, um, animal instincts, and how the people were reacting to that to try and get out of the situations they were in. So we were. We felt fear for the people. We were relieved when they were safe and we were growing with those characters. Mm -hmm. Whereas in this, there was not much that because uh, the monsters, they, they tend to have a little bit of personality, but not enough to actually for them to grow through anything. And then the actual characters that we do follow that are human. Yeah. They're just there to do stuff and they don't grow either. There's no, you know, moment where are like, oh, that's a touching moment or anything. No, they're just here to facilitate the story. Yeah. And I feel nothing for no one. Yeah. I actually feel the least about particular characters, but we'll get into that in a little while. Mm-hmm. So, um, I, that, that's where the film was a bit disappointing. There wasn't much character anywhere. Uh, however, the graphics and the fight scenes. Mm-hmm. Oh my Lord. It, it, it was pretty damn clean. In, in yeah. my opinion, it, it looked good. Um, there was one thing in particular which we will talk about that was the biggest reveal of yeah. this film. Um uh, but I I called it as it was happening. I was like, oh wait, no way, they're gonna do this. Yeah. Ah they did it. And I thought, okay, this this is a bit cheesy, this is a bit jump in the shark esque yeah. territory um but cool it happens mm-hmm. so how, how much i actually added to the film in my opinion didn't add in, add much if anything when the partic- when a particular conflict was done yeah. i was thinking okay cool this is where the film should end yeah but then it didn't and then this additional thing happened because yeah. godzilla in it yeah. so just to summarize very very quickly um not much character was pretty good action um but I always see action as being uh paid off or, or mm-hmm. being um uh, you know, it has to be earned. Action yeah. has to be earned. If there yeah. was no emotional build up, if there was no uh uh there was nothing that was driving that action, mm-hmm. then it's just
0: forty minutes of just people fighting and it gets built. It, it, gets it wasn't it wasn't even forty minutes of fighting, Ken. You was you're way too generous with that, but um let me let me jump in, and this is where we get into the spoiler talk because what I need to talk about is well, it, well, it needs well. To be before,
1: well, before you get into the spoiler talks, um, I, I like I said, I want to try something where we go through the film and talk about some key aspects, um, and it, it will be spoiler heavy. Uh, the stuff that we we're talking about um, is it uh, particular gripes or? Oh, it's just, it was is just it the whole the whole movie's
0: up. a gripe. I'm I'm just gonna get it off my back right now. The whole movie's a gripe. Like uh, Okay. go off, off. Alright. Um no you wanna you wanna go go through the movie bit by bit. I think uh for the sake of time we need to be efficient with that. Um but uh you kick it off. You kick it off. How do you wanna kick it off?
1: Alright, well let's start with the film, uh where it begins. And mm. that is Kong on his well, we think it's uh an island where it's remote but yes. um he he's not kong woke up like shrek i don't know if anyone remembers how shrek starts the mm-hmm. very first shrek you know shrek kicks his door open and then he goes about you know cleaning his teeth does not morning morning routines it does the exact same thing that happened with kong he was yawning scratching his backside you know he was taking a bath and then i thought okay cool my guy's picking up a tree to start brushing his teeth yeah and um and i thought yeah this is straight out shrek they just took it scene for scene but um what he did was end up throwing it so scraping it and throwing it um at at um at the dome that he yeah, was trapped in the roof of uh and dome. yeah and i saw that as if he was like um counting days on the prison cells I like, all right cool because you see later see that he does this regularly yeah and maybe he's doing that to count the days um but yeah, no, I thought that was that was a bit nuts. And then we had a little deaf girl that had a connection with Kong where adults don't mind her being around. You know, this oh, big hulking oh, million pound ton of, <laughs> of meat is just like controlled by this little deaf girl. Um, and I thought that
0: was a bit nuts. Do you know, what, uh, do you what, know what's but, the crazy thing about yeah. that? like Kong yeah. could literally have a bowel movement release gas and that girl could be taken away with a, a bad neighbor. <laughs> like how did they how does anybody think that is okay I well they, they implemented it because of how they they do a lot of foreshadowing in this film which is not you know, even good foreshadowing
1: I'll give, I'll give them that it may not be the best foreshadowing yeah uh, it's there it's there whether it's good or not unfortunately um, and that is one of them, where the little girl has a connection with Kong. And they which, they and, uh, which they never explain. Which they never explain. You know, maybe he has a kid, like, I-, I don't know, kindred spirits maybe. Uh, but yeah, the little death girl's connection with Kong and the don'ts don't mind her being around him. Like he's, uh, you know, he's in a stable environment to hide from Godzilla. And th- that's the impression I got. He was in a stable environment to hide from Godzilla to avoid a battle with um Earth being the collateral damage, yeah. which has happened in the last couple of films, yeah. where places just get flattened. Um, so we cut over to you know Bernie, played by uh, uh Brian Tyree Henry, who's yeah. from Atlanta, uh, with his podcast to try and leak information about Apex, the company mm-hmm. that, um, because he believes that he infiltrated that because he believes something shady is going on, yeah. So his podcast is weird because. His podcast must be dead <laughs> because you know how unknown is your podcast that no one from Apex has come and shut you down or fired you. <laughs> to would be like, "Yo, right?" So you infiltrated us. That, yeah. that, I thought
0: that was kind of weird. It's like, "Yo, how are you so vocal about this and no yeah. one knows who it is right? with your very very distinct black voice on the right. podcast?" Like, you, you right. would they know like you've been there for five years. Granted, that's a long time. Maybe you started your podcast in between or you, know, you kept it hush hush. Maybe you can yeah. only get on the dark web. We don't know none of this, right? But you're out there, and I. This is it. And I, I feel like we, we need to actually skip over a lot of things because there's a lot to this movie, but so much of it is just pointless fluff, right? We meet this yeah, guy. Yeah. He's a conspiracy theory nut. His kind of activities working for apex he 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 infiltrates to the point where he actually discovers a secret but he doesn't know what that secret is he doesn't understand it now magically with the help of Millie Bobby Brown's character who somehow in this film has made me hate her character more than I did in the previous film I actually watched the previous film just in anticipation right because I watched the first one really liked the first Godzilla film I liked um, Kong Skull Island Um, I tried to watch uh, Godzilla King of Monsters, right? That movie made me fall asleep three times. And one of the issues was uh, Millie <coughs> Bobby's brown character and her mother's character um, who were just like, horribly written characters. It didn't make any sense. For some reason, the mum was trying to use this device to rile up all of the kaijus to destroy the earth faster. I, I don't know. They thought it was going to make the world better. Now, mm-hmm. you've got Millie Bobby's brown character who's just grown up to be this... Self-important, arrogant little twerp of a kid, being trailed around by this uh this other kid um I forgot his name but he he you might know him from um um films. His like name is Josh. Josh, right? So uh, he But they by... they barely even say his name in the in the film. And this guy is supposed to be comic relief. Him and Tyree um Tyree Henry they're supposed to be comic relief. They're not funny. Um, but he's tagging around this girl because he's supposed to be some nerd that was supposed to believe that he's he's an expert in something we never find out. Um, they link up, they go around the world magically because they just have resources apparently. She jumps in the car, they off to investigate these people's like these kids are supposed to be in high school and. These monstrous creatures that could kill you at any point. I, it didn't make any sense to me. And meanwhile, the dad is somewhere else on the planet. I think the only reason why that guy was even on set, he was probably came in for reshoots because he didn't want anything to do with this. Because yeah, it was in the last film. Yeah. And Although, it was in the one last thing film. I would say about the, the kids is well, throughout this film, people just,
1: and they do this in a lot of films, they always dismiss kids. Always. Like, and, and it happens quite a few times. It happens with her dad because the dad, um, you know, because she was saying, oh, you know, there, there has to be a pattern. Like, Godzilla wouldn't just attack for no reason. And then he was like, there isn't a pattern. I was like, what, what do you mean there isn't? And he's like, and
0: I don't know why. It's like what That is bad writing because he's the one That's that terrible. figured out everything in the <laughs> previous film. It's just that in this movie, because she's popping off of... Uh, of of Stranger Things, she needs to be the person that figures out everything. I think there's an inherent problem where you think a shortcut of making a character interesting and important is basically making them figure out everything. It's not good writing. Yeah. And this yeah, is what yeah. gives like a mouthpiece to very sexist people that say like, oh, she's a Mary Sue. She's not a Mary Sue. It's just the writers have failed in their attempt to actually create an a compelling character. Mini well, Bobby Ground is see- actually an accomplished young actress and you got her doing this dumb shit. Yeah, what we see from this is her happenstancing onto things a
1: lot and very coincidentally uh figuring things out. Because it starts off with her uh finding Bernie mm-hmm. through um and, and get this through <laughs> Uh, uh, through the amount of copious amounts of bleach he uses, to they clean wrote. Things.
0: They wrote. They wrote into the story that he cleans himself with bleach. They actually had characters saying that this black man cleans himself with bleach because he's a paranoid conspiracy <laughs> theorist. He cleans himself yeah. with bleach. A black man cleans well, himself with bleach. I, 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 I didn't think it like
1: that. I didn't think about it like that. I, I assumed he's clear, cleaning his stuff. No, but with they bleach. literally said but that then he hearing- must
0: watch with bleach. They literally say that. Yeah, in yeah the no, film. no,
1: I, I know, I know, I know. I'm deep in it, and you know the, I'm un- I'm angry, the, the conversations yeah. around, yeah, the conversation around bleach and black people is, is 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 it runs deep in it. And they so rat- and it again, into I'm
0: the like, story, boy, it, it's it's a bit crazy. Let me let me, um, let me skip ahead. They meet this guy, this conspiracy theory nut, right? They join. Well, the forces. before you skip ahead, just yeah. before you,
1: just before you skip skip ahead, like because um, there's a lot of foreshadowing in this film. Um and None one of, of the b- things interesting foreshad- I don't know why we're talking about. No, the no, no. No, no, no. Because <laughs> I find it I find it interesting because it, it's it's very um it, it's it's bad. That's what I'm saying. It is it, very, very bad. It's so and, bad And, and, it, and it's, it's so hilarious. And it's they because think we they're know clever
0: they, and it's not no,
1: it, it's not clever. Especially um the tagline for Apex. I don't know if you mm. caught it, but no, um, what was it you know, Walter Simmons that runs Apex uh, Cybernetics you know, they, um, uh, robotics. So they, uh, the, the three aspects that they control is robotics, the human mind and artificial intelligence, mm-hmm. which is hilarious because what we're going to get on to because that will come back later on, mm-hmm. um, about why those three things are quite ironic and how the film actually ends. Um, and we also get the, uh, call out or, or the, uh, um, foreshadowing about the, uh, alcohol, Bottle that Bernie carries. Oh my uh, gosh. On, it, it, on, his, on his waist. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh.
1: But that once again plays in these two things that I mentioned play in or yeah. are foreshadowed in later on. And then we had the, um, the sheave, I think it's called the, no, the heave, the heave machines that are meant to display gravity to make sure you don't crash. Yeah. Once again, that thing, because they made a small comment, they're like, yeah, it has the power to light up uh, Vegas for a week. Wink, wink. And then I was like, What's that for? Once again, that is foreshadowing something else. You know what I mean? See, but you see what I mean? I know it's bad, I know it's bad, and that's what makes it so hilarious because when they get paid off later on in the film, like, oh, that's why you said that. Oh, well done. Do you know what this movie does, right? It it basically
0: says, hey, audience, you have no intelligence. Even with this dumb movie about monsters fighting. You have no intelligence, so we're going to spoon-feed you everything. Let's get back into it, right? They meet this guy, this conspiracy theory now. Through his help, they manage to infiltrate uh, a, it's supposed to, something that's supposed to be high security and get information. Meanwhile, you've got the other side of the story where people are figuring out, and this is, uh, um, I think the company is called Monarch. Am I right?
1: No, Apex.
0: No, there's two companies. There's Apex and there's another company called Monarch. Monarch's the one with uh, they, they've captured um, uh, Kong. Monarch are the one that captured Kong. Yes. Okay. I'm pretty sure they're called Monarch. Anyway, there's another cat. I, I don't
1: know. I I don't, I don't remember seeing the name. But if it is Monarch, then it's Monarch.
0: Yeah. So um, this company, right? They figured out that like, oh, Godzilla's going crazy. He's going crazy because there's another apex predator out there. But well, we know deep down, it's not another expe- apex predator. It's basically what apex is doing is messing around with kong but kong's so not kong Godzilla's so confused he's going around destroying everything so they're thinking like hey we found a scientist that explored the science of a uh, hollow earth theory which is a conspiracy theory that, bl- that exists today in real life right which was disproved ken do you know when it was disproved in the 1700s but some whack jobs out there still believe that hollow earth is still a thing but this whole movie Uses Holly, uh, Hollow Earth as the premise of where the Kaiju's came from. This, yep. th- and the way they explain Hollow Earth is both uh, under part of the planet, but also another dimension at the same time. And then yeah, later, especially how they get there. Oh my god! It and it doesn't even make <laughs> sense afterwards, right? So they're saying we need to get Kong into Hollow Earth because if we can get him out, um, out of the picture, and maybe either Godzilla calms down or he follows him, and we. Two birds, one star. And oh no, they wait, wait. We're talking about what Apex wants or what Monarch wants. The people that got Kong. Well, what?
1: What, what for them to go to the Hollow Earth?
0: Yes, because what, oh no, what it, Apex it, 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 wants it, it, is to build build thingy their 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 thing to take out Kong. Uh, to take Yeah, out yeah. They
1: they they had the nefarious idea of um getting energy samples so that they can replicate it. You know, uh, back at their labs to fulfill their project, yeah, um they were like monarch were taken in to um by Apex to run a mission to get them down there, and then the way that they got down there is to say, oh, you know, like Kong's like a carrier pigeon, maybe he goes back to his to his home place which uh which will lead us to where this energy is, yeah, but you know, not thinking that well, what evidence do you know that gorillas? do that for one like carrier pigeons they're not pigeons mm-hmm. um what gives you the uh, idea that he would actually lead you to the right place um what gives you the implication that you know he's the actual biggest you know monster in this world and there isn't something bigger that will just lang him off and then the mission is now forfeit
0: no just, there they, was nothing they, to, just they just make up science they just make up science and but they don't well, bother to explain the science like i get it right for the mission is is weak. Their reason for the mission
1: is very weak. to To spend stupid amounts of money to go on this major expedition, expedition, on, on, on wishy washy reasoning. So oh, wishy washy.
0: So wishy washy. And how do you know, Ken? Did you notice something that was inherently weird about this film? Right. Uh, like, could you tell me what you thought in terms of like the aesthetic and the world building? What did you think was really odd about it? Because I, I got something that I found really really odd. What did you find, Odd?
1: Well, it d- depends what we're talking about here.
0: But let's say the general world building, right? This, for me, there was a glaringly obvious question that nobody seemed to ask, but everybody was okay with. I don't know. What for about. me, it was the level what of technology, right? Because I've seen the last two um, Godzilla films, right? The first one takes place, was out in 2014, mm-hmm. takes place in 2014. The second one, I think it was 2017. And the technology there, for the most part, is grounded, Ken. But somehow... In a space of two years, we while mm. these people are suffering from constant attacks from kaiju, like mm. city destroying kaiju, they got bloody technology from a hundred years in the future, bruv. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and they don't
0: they don't ever explain. Besides that, Apex did it. They they did it. Like yeah, these things yeah, that can, Do yeah. uh, you know, it's the really weird thing that they, that doesn't make sense, right? Apex it, is trying it, to is find a tunnel
1: pardon is it, is, is it the elevator to, uh, to hong kong
0: no i'm talking about those actual planes that they got those those ships the heave the, the heave. heave which is a dumb name right uh, it's probably an acronym of it but this is the thing it's right? most likely they, yeah. they 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 allude to the fact that these things could uh, these one ships could power uh vegas yeah for what a week or something like that yeah and
1: they that's don't that's like some tony stark type shit like that's some arc reactor type power, <laughs> right? And they don't ex-
0: they don't explain how they get the power for it. But meanwhile, you got the guy from Apex, yeah, trying to figure out a power source to power his machine, which we're going to talk about later. What that machine is, right? And that's one of the things that's setting off Godzilla. Oh, and no, they, they they weren't they were, they weren't looking for a, a power source. It was a it was like an energy signal, any so, energy signal to yeah. to 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 fully control their thing. Because once yeah. they get it, that's when they can fully activate. And like, but the thing is, it's like, m- m- my, my dude, like you got that because this company Monarch is doing it. When they got one ship, which they got a, fl- a fleet of those ships, by the way, but each one can power Vegas for a week. And that's not enough. Like you got all of this other technology, but that's not technology enough that you actually need to get go and get mystical kaiju energy magic
1: oh yeah yeah yeah. The, the the way i i took that information was they always had the power to actually power the uh, uh um the machine that they were looking uh, that they were trying to put out yeah it was it was just a misconnect like because it was always shutting down because right. it wasn't and i think it was kind of like a, a frequency like right. when the frequency isn't quite right it doesn't quite work yeah so they were trying to get a sample because you saw how they got the sample from when they went to monkey island yeah whatever. Uh, and it was just analysing And it was just scanning it mm-hmm. It scanned it until It matched onto the energy signal So the minute it got The energy signal That's when it was able To work properly Because it has to be The right energy signal Rather than it actually Because it didn't transfer Energy to anything They didn't take it And like alright cool Now we've got it Let's put it into the machine No mm-hmm. It was just scanning it To see the right Almost the
0: right frequency Or the right energy it was frequency to, it, for it to work Either way it was dumb because Yeah that it, same, it's wishy-washy science That same it's energy science. Exists on Godzilla, like, they, they at any point, they could have studied Godzilla. To <laughs> you get try that. to take it from Godzilla. <laughs> Shit. I, 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 I <laughs> don't try. know. Maybe, maybe it was too difficult to get it directly from the source, but guess what? It was still de- difficult to get it from the actual world because did you notice how every single one of them died. Every single one of them died. Even the people that successfully Whoa. got the signal still died.
1: Yeah, the, the the interesting thing about people dying, they they always took, in this film... Extra aircrafts and extra uh, mobility things to um, uh, uh, on, on the exposition and you're thinking like, oh why are they taking a fleet of ships oh why are they taking three of three of these heaves um, to uh, Antarctica and then later on you realize, oh wait it's so we can watch some stuff blow up because that <laughs> they, they had these three heaves, two of them got destroyed and only one of them allowed them to escape yeah same thing with the boats that got attacked by Godzilla who you know had a fight with kong on those ships who yeah. for some reason uh uh, uh didn't kill kong yeah. because uh, uh you're on water yeah uh, all the ships got destroyed except for the main one yeah now talking about the actual fight between uh kong and godzilla the that first was awesome. one when that was awesome he realized where he was yeah now it was awesome but i had one issue with it well, there was looking for a reason for them to fight yeah however if you wanted Kong to avoid Godzilla, what mode of transport, Tony, would you try to avoid?
0: Sea. Oh, really? Yeah. How did they collect how did they move Kong? Huh? Mm, through sea. Through the motherfucking sea. Even establishing even establishing in a later shot where they could actually carry him through sky when they actually literally carry through him through the, the sky. sky. Which even promoted another issue with that. Because they were going to
1: Antarctica. Mm-hmm. They're going from the sea to this space in Antarctica where there's full of ice. Yeah. How are they going to get Kong from the water if they made it all the way to the uh, uh, to the shore of Antarctica, mm. to the actual place?
0: They would have to airlift it. It would have just
1: easier. Uh, can you imagine? Yeah. Yeah. Why didn't you just airlift them from this from the jump because we would have avoided...
0: we, we wouldn't have gotten that awesome fight scene that's why exactly yeah exactly that was so dumb on, on the... so that, that that was my biggest gripe <laughs> one let's, of my biggest gripe with this film let's get 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 on to the thing so we have that fight scene on the scene uh, on the scene which is beautifully rendered awesome fight scene and like you say for some reason uh godzilla doesn't actually finish the job and we move on and they get closer into finding a way into the hollow earth, right? And the hollow and, earth. And just before you get into, just before you get into the hollow earth, um,
1: because uh, Walter Simmons, his daughter, what was her name? Uh, Maya Simmons, right? Mm. The the film makes you want to hate her. <laughs>
0: it's simple. So much. It's, so everything so that she much.
1: Does. Oh, man, because she's brought on to babysit the mission and it's yeah. automatically pompous and annoying. Oh. Feel, um, feel free to be impressed. Remember yeah. when she said that? Feel free to be impressed. I rolled my eyes when she yeah. that, that. the technology of the is so good it's, and it can light up Vegas for the week. I wonder why she
0: why she say that. Because it's, so, it's foreshadowing. It's so bad, like. bad in terms of writing. And you know what's the dumbest part, right? Millie Bobby Brown's character. There's a scene where they first talk with uh, uh, Brian Tyree's character and he hands her the USB of the data. I That's one of the few times that I super paid attention. And she's literally staring at, she's got it in her hand and she's staring at the USB. It's like, oh, oh, I wonder by looking, what would I find inside this? U-? It's one of the dumbest acting scenes I've ever seen. And I don't know whether the director told her to do that. Or she did it of her own volition. But there's a scene for a good 10 seconds. She is examining this USB. Like the rest of the movie's got crazy technology, but she's acting like she's never seen a USB key in her life before. It's almost like if you was to give a kid a VHS for the first time, say, oh, what is this antiquated technology? How do uh, Tony, let's
1: that, not lie, it's getting to them points though It is getting to it's like getting to
0: everybody point. knows what a USB is a USB is relatively new, people still use it and she's acting like, it's like I I, right. I only use liquid technology I don't know what this hard drive disc is Tony, I
1: could I could tell you right now kids don't be using USBs
0: yeah. <laughs> Obviously, anymore. yeah, maybe not they're using much. a cloud right, but the way she was looking at yeah. it was hilarious, right, yeah. but I, w- yeah. I want to skip through so much of this stuff because if we get bogged down with a lot of this crap, we're going to be here all night, but they get to Hollow Earth, and this is how they uh, they manage to get the data they need from uh, Apex to activate the machine. And the machine that uh, has been driving uh, Godzilla crazy all this time is this mech, which is Mecha Godzilla. And I thought they were going to find a cooler way to say the name because it is a throwback to the original uh, uh, Godzilla versus Mecha Godzilla. Um, I still think is awesome. But. The way that they actually come up with the name is like, oh, it's like a Robo Godzilla. No, no, no. It's Mecha Godzilla. And I'm thinking <clears throat> Wow. You didn't even try. But that's fine. And um you, you as the audience we discover that this machine is 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 powered by the skull of Ghidorah. Uh Ghidorah or Ghidra, depending on how you wanna pronounce it. There's it's one of those things people pronounce it both Ghidorah. ways because yeah. of uh, the different the different movies have pronounced it different ways. Um Ghidorah, um, or Ghidra. Um is, they're using the skull of Ghidorah or Ghidra as a supercomputer to interface with the mecha Godzilla. Which I think is a cool conceit. You actually didn't need all of that other gibberish in between. You didn't. Like there's so much of this film that is such filler, like the weakest part of the film also is the humans and we've established this with the two previous movies the humans are never interesting in these monster movies just had them there to set up and let the monsters do their thing because guess what when the monsters do their thing they do their thing and we love it i was I, i watched this movie um at um at a friend's house right and We was literally commentating like it was UFC because it looked like two monsters having a USB bite about yeah. So like, there's a scene where they get into the Hollow Earth, uh, and even that's dumb. Ken, Ken, explain to me how did they they penetrate the Hollow Earth and tell me the problems with the whole Hollow Earth thing. Okay, so they penetrated
1: the Hollow Earth by following God's uh, following Kong into a very very straight, straight journey into it. I don't know why they wanted you know uh, Kong's guidance because they literally followed a straight bloody line yeah. <laughs> um, to where they need to go. Yeah, And once they got through, all they had to do was look for the big monkey statue and uh. follow that. Um, and so they, they cross a barrier and it looks like they go into a different dimension and then they find a way to go through like a black space and then end up going at a stupid speed. And then gravity get, gets inverted so they had to use these machines to stop themselves yeah. well from crashing. yeah. And that's how they got into it. And then you see two skies or two grounds. You see almost like the boundary between um, uh, the two. So the hollow earth and yeah. the above earth as well. Uh, and one, at one point they cross over to um, flip the gravity as well. Mm-hmm.
0: And there's gravities um, on yeah. both sides, which I don't know how that makes sense in terms of physics. And also where is the sunlight? Like you technically don't have a sky. Where is the sunlight? Like where do you Not delineate what this the sky is the the biggest problem uh, I have uh, uh, with that, and that's where they discover where to find you know the the energy signature that they need to use the powder thing re-te-te, re-te-te. only thing we care about is uh King Kong kicking the crap out of these flying snake things and afterwards just rips off one of his heads and drinks out of it like it's a smoothie sick right everything else with the blood the tiny pointless humans was exactly what it was pointless. But this is the big gripe I have, right? There's a scene where Godzilla is somewhere... I think he's in Hong Kong, right? Pissed off to all get out. And, but he can automatically sense where they are. They're, they're in the hollow earth. Let me point my head down and fire a beam all the way down. And it manages to reach them. And I'm like... Wait, if he can just point downwards from, from Hong Kong... Straight into hollow earth... Why did they have to go to Antarctica to go into hollow earth if you can access it anywhere like literally the same pinpoint location from two different points on earth but you can only access one of the, the that exact point from it didn't make any sense but at that point moment, whoa, whoa, whoa what, what's the
1: question you're asking
0: like it didn't make sense like godzilla's able from hong kong to just fire a beam into the exact location where he needs to to get kong Yeah,
1: because he can. They established before that they can, that Godzilla can track Kong.
0: Yes, but the thing that doesn't make sense is that if he can create a tunnel anywhere with his beam, that means humanity could create a tunnel anywhere with his beam. Why did they need to take Kong to Antarctica?
1: Because they don't have a beam like like, like
0: Godzilla. And and it's one of those ones. It's like Godzilla looks through the, the, the hole that he's made and sees Kong on the other side. But they, they establish in the film that when you go through the hollow earth, it's not immediate. There's a portal you have to travel to. And even then, right, when we skip... I want to skip over the Ziena's movie because this movie's pissed me off. I don't even want to really get into it too well, much anymore. Well,
1: the, 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 there's a couple of things that I just want to mention. Go for it. Um, I, I found it like... um like these apes that they came from in the hollow earth yeah. they seem pretty smart like yeah. they they built weapons which were literally axe clubs you know doors statues yeah. uh they even built mobile phone chargers i'm pretty ports, sure they uh, built, from the ground. built a
0: couple of uh, yeah. starbucks as well
1: Like the the one that threw me off was the mobile phone chargers because they had the wireless platforms to charge devices before, you know, Samsung and Apple. You just put the axe down on this place and then now you start
0: to charge your axe. I didn't get it, Ken. I saw those pillars and I thought, are they going to introduce aliens? Because those pillars look like alien technology to me. No, the the, the giant apes made it. What?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it looked like a cave um that you know like like a bat cave and they probably like scraped it but
0: you know Dude, it, it did look if like they, they, were,
1: they were relatively smart to
0: actually create those pillars if they scraped you know? those things right if they chiseled those things those things were perfectly straight and engraved that's what i'm saying i call bull crap
1: on that well you even see it on the doors the doors were two very um cuboid-esque slabs of you know stone that Godzilla had to push open uh, I missed so that I literally some, some, I
0: would even catch that I missed that because I think catch I, that? I think uh, at yeah, that yeah. point yeah. I that's what I'm saying they, they've
1: built they've, they've built doors and everything like that so to the point they got weapons as well and statues and I thought that was quite like alright cool so you know this... <laughs> now, now now you've got axes that charge based off of the uh, Godzilla's spikes on his back that they're using for weapons to try and kill him off and there's so
0: many leaps yeah. in logic in this film, and it's like I can't jump anymore. I'm tired of jumping with you, like just, just don't, don't, don't have me guessing as to what you want to tell me. Like I had, do you know the thing that bothered me? Because I thought to myself, this movie doesn't seem nothing like the previous two movies. It seems like the equivalent of like we've gone from Tim Burton's Batman to Joel Silver's Batman. Like we we have just completely gone to a different flavor of ice cream here yeah it's yeah. like there's 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 no subtlety to any of this but i digress i mean why why doesn't because g- going towards the end why because godzilla wins uh, at one point why doesn't godzilla kill kong i don't think he wants to i think he's just like he i i don't know ken the writers just didn't tell me they didn't <laughs> want to tell me it was weird They didn't because he me.
1: defeated him put him down and they just start screaming at each other. I'm like, Oh my God. That's what I wanted to talk about.
0: That's what I wanted to talk about. So Ken, like I I like, am I lying? Yeah. But that scene when they're fighting in the city, right? The first time Godzilla gets his ass beat, right? I know. Sorry. King Kong gets his ass beat and you got uh, Godzilla's foot on top of Kong. And he's just like staring at him. I swear to God, isn't that Batman versus Superman? Bro, don't even get me started. I've, that's literally my, the last points I want to talk about,
1: bro. But I was waiting was for, Batman versus Superman. for saying like, bro, do say? where do you where do you get that name? Where do you bro, get that name? Bro. I've got five points. Go I've got five points that make Batman versus Superman comparison. The five points they both fight each other, mm-hmm. like uh, like in a city, yeah. more or less messing up uh, themselves and the city a bit. Um, they both have the same home, yeah, or even. Could you even say the same mother um, land? The mother you know? land. Kenya you're, you're <laughs> horrible. You're terrible. Yeah they're, they're, you're right. The hollow the hollow earth is is Martha. Oh my um, god, the hollow They unite for a greater right? Yeah. <laughs> they unite for a greater threat that is man-made. Yeah. So which is Doomsday. Yeah. Could, and like uh, obviously um uh, Mecha Godzilla. Mm-hmm. They have a weapon made from something that is linked to one of the monsters. Oh yeah. So just how like the spear of Kryptonite yeah. was oh, right, cool. that's linked to Krypton and and uh, Superman. And just like the axe that charges up when you put it down on a floor, yeah. Up. you know, like a like an iPad that was made from one of the scales of Godzilla's yeah. people. Um and once again the same weapon defeats the greater threat, which is Mecha Godzilla. Yeah. That chops it up. You know, the only thing that doesn't happen is that one of them dies. Yeah. You know? Uh, just like it, menace. Uh, Batman vs Superman. I'm, I'm, I, I I saw the similarities. I was like, wow, that, wow. This is
0: this is that scene. Literally, could have been superimposed with Batman vs Superman. It's the Martha scene, the infamous Martha scene of Batman well, vs Superman. For you. What's the question?
1: I have a question. Do you think they saw? Batman vs. Superman for like yeah that's how you do a versus film or maybe is this the formula for any versus film?
0: I think <laughs> legit it could have been like unintentional that maybe we're looking into de- too deep, but it's one of those ones you literally have it, like you literally have Godzilla playing Batman, the over eager, like on the mission to destroy the other thing because it just doesn't trust it. Godzilla does is like oh, I, If there's only, if there's 1% chance that King Kong could turn against us, we have the right to take it. It's literally Bruce Wayne in that scene where he's justifying why he's trying to kill Superman. And at that moment yeah. in time, yeah. Godzilla was Bruce Wayne, a.k.a. Batman, in the battle suit, about to kill Godzilla. And God, and uh, sorry, King Kong. I'm mixing up their names because this movie's got me all kind of confused. But he looks, he looks up. Uh, at godzilla kong looks up at godzilla and i would have swore it would not have been out of place if he turned around and said like please save martha and like (laughs) why do you say that name? yeah it's like (laughs) this movie like do you know what i look like man i didn't i didn't think i would ever say this right but like do you know what would have saved this movie This movie would have been saved if you killed most of humanity and literally replaced them with the cast of the first Pacific Rim movie. Because guess what? Even with their, you know, lack of acting performance... would have been more integral. Like, Pacific Rim doesn't mess around with you. It tells you the truth. We have giant robots fighting giant monsters. We know you don't really care about the humans, so we're going to give you as little as possible. We're just going to give you them to link you to the next scene to justify why these things are fighting. And guess what? When they fight, they're going to look damn good. And, that's what and they're going to n- mess things up. This thing messed up with so many humans that I do not give a monkeys about. And when they die, well, I don't care Tony. about. And when they don't die, I wish they died. Like that dude where he said like, oh my God, we need to use the ship to resuscitate Kong because he got beat down by Godzilla.
1: Oh, how- that sounds like a callback. Ken. Because of all the power to to power Vegas
0: for a week. Ken, how did he not, <laughs> how did he not die from that electromagnet? <laughs> I loss? was about to say the same thing. Like, because he wasn't dead. Because his heart didn't stop. His heart pulse was weak. Yes. When someone's heart pulse is weak, do you take a defibrillator to their chest? Yeah, you, no, you can't. No, that'll fry them. No, you can't do that. You can't do that. Sometimes it, okay. you can do it chemically or you can actually do it with, with shock. Shock is basically... But you know if, how do you know that that would work? You don't know. It didn't. But how do you know that electric ma- magnetic impulse wouldn't destroy your heart in the process? Or even like... Because like, you're in range and it's enough to knock you out, but... It's, it's weird right it's, en- it's enough power to resuscitate Kong it's enough power to knock you out your tiny body but not enough to vaporize you or let you stop your heart that you're fine what
1: well he, he was he was off his body wasn't touching Kong um, no, but the, and the, 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 the wave itself
0: y- can come on basic physics the amount of energy out and
1: you he'll see no, the only thing I'll say about that is the time it took him to go from the ship that is on his chest yeah for him to climb down Kong and run away, because you see how far he is yes. from from Kong. Yes. He's quite a bit of a way, uh far away, but maybe not so far away that he may have not gotten shot. Mm. That was the thing that blew my mind because did he did, made did, it off of Kong, off the ship, off of Kong, yeah. a decent distance away, at least a hundred meters.
0: Yeah. And that happened in like five seconds. He, he, nah, bro. but he did. He you, getting shocked as well. He did get shocked though. That's why he passed out when literally the wave went and he passed out because the case is like, if it's enough energy to power a whole city, Ken, you need to be a city away to survive that wave. I'm pretty sure well, he didn't no, manage to it, run a it, city. It,
1: no, if, if it's electricity, like as long as it's grounded, it ain't
0: dissipating. Well, it clearly um, wasn't it through Kong for sure. It clearly wasn't grounding well, enough like, to t- knock him out. This is the thing, right? It wasn't well, enough no, to no, knock, we, him the, the the knock him out, but
1: not kill they made well, they made it look like an explosion. He was kind of blasted forward. Um there was a flash and he was pushed forward. Um it wasn't like a, a, an electric shock that traveled to him. I I call was I called bull.
0: That guy should have been dead. Same brev, way some people I call him bull with
1: this film. Yeah. Brev,
0: all of it is bull. So <laughs> what are we talking about? If some people like literally legit die from a taser, doesn't matter how far he went, he needs to be in another state if he wanted to survive that. Mate. I,
1: I can't. I can't talk on
0: a funny-looking film. Yeah. Um, like this.
1: Um, one. One question I have for you. Go for it, Tony. If you knew that these monsters roamed the world mm-hmm. and then destroyed key places around the world, yeah, where would the best place for you not to live?
0: Um, a city. Generally, a city. I would, that you wouldn't you wouldn't live in a city. I wouldn't I wouldn't live in a city. I wouldn't live in a populated city because it seems like these movies have taught us these things love jamming in cities. They just love it. Well, no. Um, I, I
1: have a, a different place that I would like the place that I would avoid. is the bloody coast because yeah. that's where Godzilla pops up. Right. That's where Kong pops up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Don't live near the coast True. because th- when there was in China in, in Hong Kong, yeah, uh, fighting in the cities. Mm-hmm. All those cities were by the water. See all those buildings are by the water. Oh, they made it, or oh, they alluded to it being very close to the water. So always live inland. I like. I would abandon those areas if I was China or any country in the world. I would give
0: you that, but the King Kong franchise. Obviously, this is a rebooted series, but the sorry, not the King Kong franchise. The Godzilla franchise. I've actually established that there's also air, uh, airborne kaiju and also kaiju that literally pop out from the ground. So, obviously, these movies haven't explored those kaijus, really, besides from the airborne ones, which you see in the second film. But... Which is fine. In the gods... But still... Yeah. It's one of those... Ones, avoid even if because, yeah, Even if you're your mainland city, there's underground ones that pop up and still wreck shit. It's one of those ones It's like... Which is... You never hear about, fine. like, the the, city, the the small town getting destroyed by the kaiju. It's always the major city. Because the, the, those kaijus are bougie, man. Why do they want to go to the rural Pennsylvania? They wanna hit Vegas, baby. They wanna hit them slots. <laughs> but you know what? Let me let me let me wrap this up because we've we've gone long enough and it wasn't really worth this movie. But I'm not gonna give this movie a score because I don't even think it even deserves a score. This movie is uh, is a waste of anybody's time. If you're a fan of the rebooted series or a fan of Godzilla at all, it's not as terrible as the 2000s Godzilla but it's it's near there in the way that it doesn't respect your time with all of the human activity. If you just want a yeah. good old-fashioned monster slugfest, find clips of the fights on YouTube if you can, or watch Pacific Rim, because guess what? Your time will be better spent, and that's all I have to say on yeah. that. Yeah, I, I,
1: I would say it would be good to just fast-forward to the good bits, yeah. because everything else in between is a bit, a bit of faff, you know, especially the part where... Um, well, the good part that we always see. Mm-hmm. Well, it reminded me of um, when Iron Man first met Thor. Yeah, where like uh, Thor's like draw, 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 drop the hammer, yeah. and then he shocks him uh, with it, and then he's like, "Oh, your suit is at two hundred and fifty percent." Yeah, like I saw that with um, <laughs> in this when Godzilla charges up um, uh, uh, Kong's uh, axe. Yeah, and I just thought, okay, cool. They have a nice funny set pieces yeah <laughs> all like this and that's probably the best things about this film so yeah fast
0: forward to the nice bits it's Do you it's, know it's a whole lot that less, point um, that you made though it's one of those ones. that's a massive plot point a or, or plot hole should i say because it establishes at the end of the film that godzilla when he shoots his beam into the axe it power charges it and that's how king kong was able to defeat Mecha Godzilla, right Yep. But what about the scene when Godzilla shoots out the axe, and god and, and King Kong's about to hit him with the thing? He's like, shouldn't that have taken off his head because he hits his head? But it almost seems like it just knocked out Godzilla. I thought to m- when I was watching, I was thinking to myself, knocks out Kong. You mean no? Because remember, there's a scene where Kong and Godzilla are fighting. He's got the axe already, right? And Godzilla yeah. shoots out the beam, but Kong manages to block it with the axe, right? And is supercharging the axe. But on the point <clears throat> of him impact, it hits. Godzilla's head, but Godzilla. Ah, yes, and his yes, head yes, doesn't yes, get, yes. does even bleed. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, they do yeah. establish. Either he's it, immune to his own. But he's not because or... they establish in another scene that when and when Godzilla stabs him, when Kong stabs him in the leg, it goes through.
1: Well, he doesn't drop him, does it? It doesn't. He he still he still stands. He
0: still stands, but the blade is. We it, we, is, we don't
1: see, we don't see the blade actually affecting. Uh, Godzilla, because you, you see,
0: you see it penetrate his skin; it literally goes deep into his leg.
1: Well, it didn't seem to phase him because he was still, he was still, he, he still was doing this, still
0: doing thing. But it proves that that thing could yeah. penetrate. But coincidentally enough, yeah. it can't penetrate his head. I'm thinking, what? That's convenient. Yeah, it's how, it looks like he missed. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, I'm. But yeah, I, 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 it's, I it's it's a funny film. Yeah, I've had enough about talking about that film. And on that note. Uh, sorry to leave it this. looking like wrestling looking like
1: wrestlemania but with kaiju yeah oh my
0: <laughs> god it was straight up some bat- battle royale type stuff but uh on that note i think it's uh, time for us to wrap this one with a bow um i think you know just to remind everybody please like subscribe share our content we really appreciate we appreciate you already listening to us this far we're 18 episodes in and we appreciate you um, you can follow us on our Instagram which is ondeck.podcast. deck.podcast. Uh, follow Ken on I am Mr Ken, follow me as Royale.majesty and we will catch you next week. Peace. Adios people